Hi, it's Errol Parker here, just letting you know that we recorded this podcast a couple weeks ago. We had uh, a few topical, time-sensitive episodes come up, so we released them before we released this one. This one's a couple weeks old, but still, it's evergreen, it's timeless, and here we go. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall, editors of The Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM. Welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show, recording here in downtown Batuta in the old city district, a famous media quarter. And, you know, things are getting better across the land. Borders are starting to reopen. South Australia made a move on that. And uh, everything feels like it's getting back to normal. There's a lot of misplaced nostalgia that everyone has harboured throughout lockdown for the way things were. And we're lucky enough to see, you know, glimpses here and there of the way things were. There's a Jackass reunion coming. Jackass Forever, I believe it's called. Mm -hmm. I think there were Bad Boy 3. Bad Boy 3 was pretty cool. And, of course, The Rock has returned um, to the WWE around the same time the newest Fast and Furious came out. So, you know, we're getting a good look at at that world we left behind before this virus and and you know personally it's uh, it warms my heart as someone who doesn't like change you've got you've had the same two blokes recording this podcast for you for a couple of years you've got myself clancy overall editor of the twitter advocate and errol parker editor at large how are you errol i'm always good mate you, but you know i'm i'm more in the uh, in the school of change i do love change but uh, and i do like the way in which this virus has changed the world for the worse. Mm-hmm. I think moving forward, though, I think it's always good to look back on the past and, and learn from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I think uh, today we've got a, a really stellar example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, Clancy, would you like to introduce today's very special guests? Yes, you might remember them from the Matt and Alex breakfast show on Triple J. Now they run the Matt and Alex breakfast podcast which you don't have to strictly listen to at breakfast time thank you for joining us matt and alex boys pleasure to be with you bad boys for life yeah the new film coming bad out boys for title life. Yeah. and um i think it is probably a good uh, example because i think matt you're probably the will smith of our duo and i'm i'm the martin lawrence <laughs> of the team I, the, people are really reminiscing I, and i found myself doing this recently because i uh, i was going to buy a skateboard for my ho- during my holidays and it that was a sad moment when I yeah. thought, oh, I'm going to buy a skateboard. But what was even sadder than that, than the 36-year-old jumping back on the board, is before I had a chance to buy a skateboard, seeing two other of my friends buying skateboards <laughs> and realizing that I was not being some unique, cool dude revisiting <laughs> an old fad, but in fact, one of the gnarly sheep, one of the pathetic <laughs> yeah. skating sheeple that uh, populate this, this red dirt earth. What do you have yeah. a skate park at Petuda, gentlemen? I haven't been there. Yeah, I'm course, sure most yeah. towns, whenever they want to do something I've, for um, the youth, they yeah. chuck in a skate park. Yeah, What's it like have there? Somewhere to smoke billies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where else yeah, are you going uh, to no good? I've taken my uh, my push bike down there a few times. Mm. It's, it's, it's very challenging. But yeah, and look, I thought uh, because we won the Cold War, I was never I was never going to suffer the indignity of riding a push bike in public. You know, like. <laughs> We won. We can all have cars. We can all have big cars that use a lot of petrol, blah, 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 blah. But look, this pandemic has put me on the bike. And now that it's over, I can get off it. Well, I- a drink driving charge also helped that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Didn't get a Section 10 for that one either. No. That's uh, that's going to ruin ruin me going to fucking 
Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii on a working ho- holiday I, I for the rest of our life. You would have probably been boozing with the cop at the pub that pulled you over in Batuta. Well, you know, they send these kids from the city out who are used to policing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the most recent cop came from Maruchidor, which um, if you, you'd be familiar, Matt, as a Queenslander, but it's kind of like a... It's that the hinterland of the Sunshine Coast where they have extremely violent taverns. So he's used to a riffraff, and and when he's when he's not met with it, he starts looking for it in in Batuta, and mm. and that's why you know such esteemed local community figures like Errol Parker end up getting pinged for well, drink look, driving. He'd only had I was six driving or seven home schooners. with the cop, and we sometimes play this game where we kind of lean out the window and we try and throw empty beer bottles at the guideposts on the yeah. side of the road. And he said, oh, mate, how about you just hit one with the corner of the bull bar? And I was like, oh, sure. And I went out onto the shoulder and I hit one, but it turned out it was just a bloke in a white coat. So he's, <laughs> so this bloke's... And it was a frontline worker. Up, <laughs> with an old-fashioned yeah. doctor's uh, so, <laughs> light on his head. <laughs> 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 I've bounced, you know, which he, he was a climate scientist so I've, <laughs> I've bounced him into the table drain he's got you know a broken hip and a broken back and the magistrate he just you know he threw the book at me for that one but that said he was lauded by the murdoch newspapers yeah for he was for, a left-leaning judge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they would have given you an order of australia um, no. make yeah. it head of sony <laughs> for um for those kind he, of actions i would have thought a week he, ago they would have <laughs> he he was left-leaning too because I think that he was hit by a car and got a broken hip and his left leg's a bit shorter. Yeah, um, yeah, right. <laughs> really, like left-leaning in the tr- truest sense of the word. Now, Matt, back to your skateboard purchase. What do you think that is? Do you think that, I mean, aside from being, you know, a sheep and uh, influenced by other people on social media, <laughs> do you think that was like a, a want for the simplicity of life before you could afford eating at a nice restaurant where it was just like skateboarding was a cool way to spend your day? Um, for me, it's like, what can I do that's not drinking? Yeah. That's basically what I was. I was, yeah. in, a, I was in a phase where I was like, okay, uh, it seems to be I'm either working or boozing. So yeah. what, what is there possibly in between in this current lockdown world that I could do? And they just locked Cannabis. Bondi out of my um, mm-hmm. radius. All so right. I couldn't do it. And I'll, and I'll have you know that I, I, I am quite the keen skateboarder from a long time. I once turned down free tickets to go see George of the Jungle. I believe maybe George of the Jungle with too. With Brendan Fraser. Yeah, with Brendan Fraser. I, Watch I out for that down, tree. Yeah. Turn down George of the Jungle tickets to go to Jindalee Skate Park with my mate instead. Jindalee. So, uh, this, is, this, is, this is probably me just rediscovering my true inner self yeah. mm-hmm. and the person that I have blocked for so long in a bid to you know, be cool. So you are a Southside Brisbane product? West Side, bro. West Side, okay. So you wouldn't be that excited about the Redcliffe Dolphins have officially officially been bumped into the NRL, which will be a big coup for the Peninsula. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. For real? Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. The Redcliffe Dolphins are going to be in the NRL? Yep. Yep. This, uh, as of today. Uh, as no, no, no. Wait, wait, is this satire? This. Hang on. I've got to Google this. What's yep. going on here? It's just been announced. The, the second Brisbane team. You can tell your, that your blokes are working. Oh my god, this is amazing! Where are the Batuta? It's the Dolphins, isn't it? I know. We're, we're a feeder club. Batuta Dolphins are yeah. officially a feeder club to the NRL. Yeah. I am very, very happy about. That. I thought it would have been Toowoomba for sure, but they're pretty much just the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, right? Well, the Clydesdales of yesteryear. No, I thought, I thought they could have made it the Toowoomba, the Toowoomba team, just so that you know those Jetstar flights that go to 
Brisbane West Airport yeah, uh, for sure. to well camp. Close to the stadium. Well, yeah. everyone everyone in Queensland's been getting, getting given treats by the politicians. I think there was a lot of lobbying from the from the government to get Redcliffe. In fact, it was a great one where Labor and Liberal Party came together. Deputy Premier Stephen Miles stood next to a man he obviously loathes in the shape of Peter Dutton. <laughs> And they announced it to the. We're both wearing dolphins hats, so they were pushing that Northside Brisbane bid. But Toowoomba got the quarantine facility, yeah, which is like a thousand beds. You um, can't have your. So instead of a football team, they get, they get a bunch of sick people. Your, your virus need it too, you know. Yeah. Well, how, I, long, I, how long until? I think. Like, well, there's some there's some front row workers rather than some front line workers on the uh, yeah. on the. Uh, NRL bid there. Yeah, yeah. So that means that we'll. That means that the state high kids will have somewhere to sleep when they go up and play downlands. Absolutely. Yeah, in, <laughs> no. in the quarantine facilities, and and you know it's funny where where we're at in Queensland because it's like, what are we fighting for here? It's like d- d- we demand the right to have a thousand potentially sick people with like gamma gamma strain. Less than five kilometers from our air from our hospitals. They're like, yes, that's what we want. Give us. The beds, I guess. So it's like everywhere else in Queensland is fighting to keep people out of there, but Twoman's decided that they, they're pro-processing. Yeah. What's going to co- happen with that? It feels it, a year late. The opposite yeah. of the not-in-my-backyard yeah, mindset. It's, it's definitely it's like, no, I've got space in the backyard. <laughs> Chuck them here, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Put a little bit of depleted uranium, <laughs> uranium next to it, thanks. Yeah, no, I think it does sound a bit late, but what do you do? It's like... We, do it earlier. We've since learned. I mean, you do. You, you could go earlier, but we've since learned that there'll be another one, and it'd be better yeah, to be true. prepared. But like the other one could be a hundred years. I, I think it was. I think it was Premier Jeff Kennett that specifically got rid of Melbourne's infectious diseases hospital. Yeah. About ten Ford years ago. Thinker. Yeah, Ford Thinker. Yeah. I mean, in a hundred years, all of the, you'd think all of the sockets in the lockdown facility would need. Re-going over at least. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, Do you reckon we'll get to the universal sockets? <laughs> the Ethernet socket for the MBN or whatever is not going to be much. They might get MBN by then, 100 years, <laughs> in Toowoomba. Well, they're probably they're thinking the same about the submarines. By the time the new nuclear subs are built, the Chinese will be able to just bob out of the water, detect them. It'll be... Five billion they, dollars per sub wasted. They will be levitating by the time we get those submarines. <laughs> yeah. They will be. They will be. I disagree. Time they'll traveling. Have a, they'll have a shitload more water to explore. <laughs> they'll, they'll, be to, they'll, they'll be able to go right up to yeah. you know the bottom of Mount Kutha with yeah. the submarine. Yeah, we'll circular see. key, just just park it on the on the forecourt on the, of the, on opera the steps house. of the opera yeah. house. I mean, the coral reef, formerly known as. Tuvalu. <laughs> there'll be a lot. There'll be a lot going on. No, well, I think they were saying that the first part of the country to go underwater will be Adelaide because it's the the biggest hole. Yeah. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> also, Bob Catter has had a theory that he's told us about, which sounds a lot like environmental vandalism, where he would like no, to. No, it's eco terrorism. Eco terrorism. He thinks that so much of uh, the centre of Australia is below sea level. He doesn't think it. That that is a scientific fact he's willing to accept, and he <laughs> thinks that we should bore out the Gulf and the Bight and just create a massive inland canal. Like an really? inland port. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, call it the Burke and Wills Canal, all yeah. from south yeah. to north. He's yeah. talking about he's talking about eliminating like takes the most arbitrary path across this continent. So you could take the gun or the, get the submarines could yeah. go in the canal. You could a few boomers can yeah. be in the nuclear sub up the canal and stop off at Cooper Pedy for a yeah. <laughs> for well, opal hunting. There is a conspiracy theory in Alice Springs, right? Because they've got uh, the Pine Gap facility 
which is, you know, the, what the United States and we use and the palms use to sp- spy on the Chinese and the Russians. And the aliens. Yeah. yeah. So, but back when they built it, they wanted the power to be independent of everything else and they didn't have the technology at the time. So they took some engines out of some World War II submarines and they still use them to that day to power the generators at the Pine Gap facility. And there are people who are able to pick up the vibrations and they're like these are subs the submarines are at pine gap there is a tunnel that goes under the country <laughs> into pine gap and that's it's a submarine base it's, it's a, a secret well, cares, submarine well, I don't understand base why who cares why would that be a secret no well, because they, we they, don't know it they're, yeah. they're, all, yeah, like, they're hiding a giant from? mega tunnel from us no no so like, the, <laughs> the engines so the submarine engines are on the land powering yeah. this base but like people on dark corners of the internet actually think the engines are below the earth and that there's a massive underwater canal underneath Australia. Oh, yeah. right. They've hooked up the submarines like... <laughs> but there's the world's yeah. longest storm drain just going <laughs> from like Alice there's Springs one and get, going into the Gulf of Carpentaria. Critical issue with that. If there were the submarines, they would be ones from World War Two, <laughs> because those are the engines that are down there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Fire so I wouldn't be... I'm, I imagine that every single pub in Australia, you know, when you go get like a beer and, and they... And they they're like it's still runny or like still um, frothy or foamy and they go, yeah. go change the keg so they just tip it all down the yeah. little hole I reckon every hole in Australia goes to that place yeah it goes to <laughs> it's vigil vigil on steroids and on shitty cloudy Cooper's pale ale it goes into a bucket and that bucket is delivered to the nearest branch office of the National Party <laughs> the Christmas like, party here we go drink um, up boys so <laughs> Matt, you've been into skateboarding and early fatherhood. Mm. Alex, you've decided to become a member of the political class. Yep. Tell us about that decision. To well, what was it One Nation you were associated with? Who were, were you? No, I, I <laughs> did get the prime position of standing next to the candidate, the Senate candidate for One Nation down in the southwest of Victoria, where I hail from. There's good dairy country down mm. there. Um, had a conversation with them and it's yeah it's interesting you can have a pleasant conversation with someone's politics you you totally disagree with but mm. yeah i ran as a ran as an independent a little while ago i just it, i admired our leaders so much you know you you can't be what you can't see and i saw people doing a really great job and yep. i thought you know, <laughs> i want to be one i, I want to be one of them <laughs> yeah. you know I, I started seeing the pensions that these jokers are getting <laughs> After after four years in politics, oh well done. Here's twenty thousand a year for the rest of your life. Yeah, and, a, and a driver. Twenty thousand? You know, don't you mean Two, like three? Two hundred thousand? Yeah. For, oh. Various <laughs> ones. Twenty thousand dollars a year. I'd still take twenty, but two hundred's a bit better. So, I don't you're know back why to working these people. At McDonald's in nineteen ninety two. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why these people in Canberra can't save for retirement, you know, put their hands up in the industry super funds in the same way that we do, you know? I mean, it's almost... It's almost ABC levels of, you know, job for life kind of stuff, isn't it's, it? Or I've heard some yeah. interesting stories about Bordering. the ABC having, like, you know, guys that started in the 60s or whatever and they're the lighting person on Play School and they just well, retire re- absolutely minted. We and Matt, when we were working at Triple J, went down to Play School at one point and there was a very old dude. I had no idea about this. 
who's there. He's sitting on a grand piano and the people are there making the little pipe cleaner stuff and he's watching it, improvising the piano live to what's going on. I thought they had the soundtrack or something. No, it's an old doc guy that they couldn't fire who's still there playing the piano as uh, Jemima, you he's know, picks, legend, pick, mate. picks the arch watching, window. I was watching an episode with him yesterday. That's your, that's my life now. I'm watching that guy. He's <laughs> yeah. along with Alex Pappas, who was playing the big double bass. So are you, are you guys still on the books with the public broadcaster? No, I missed you, out on my long service leave. Yeah, you, you didn't. Um, you, you don't pop in once a year to host like an episode talk- of back, uh, back back roads. And you- <laughs> no, actually, it, more, if anything, it's the opposite. I, I bloody messaged Lewis Hobber to get on his show. No, he still hasn't replied. All oh, right, not They're even a, not you. even a yeah. oh sorry, I'll check with the producer. Yeah, literally nothing. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. That is Absolute that's a betrayal log. for someone that you mentored yeah. so closely. Mate, yeah. we, we we message we we actually message quite regularly, and now and this Mud. is the last message I sent, and he hasn't messaged me since. Yeah, that's stone cold silence. No, dog. they shut Absolute shut the door on, on us since we've been. I mean, I managed to get back in for six months. Hosted the uh, the lunch shift. Lewis McCurdy, a very hard act to follow in that particular shift, but yeah. got the lunchtime le- legends there. And you know, the difference between Triple J lunch and Triple J breakfast is it's your peak. You know, diehard fan time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That 12 till 3, you are on some of the filthiest worksite radios. Yeah, yeah. Welded in. You're welded in. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. They've they've popped the mask down and they have got that dial welded to it. And, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's some pretty pretty fun times in the the midday hours where they dare to play a song over four minutes in length. You uh, you can really push the boat out a little bit then. I'm guessing not so much Kid Leroy at that hour. More no, more kind of bad dreams. Oof. You know, <laughs> yeah. Get me as close yeah. to Triple M as you fucking can, <laughs> but don't give me it. Friends of Rob. I fucking hate that MG. Too outspoken for me. <laughs> That's it. But um, yeah. it's tough with being the independent politician route, boys. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm just waiting and wishing and hoping. Speaking of not replying to messages, I wanted to get in touch with you, boys. I think the Batuta party in the Senate. I think we need to get it going. I've had yeah. some chats with some people. We're willing to, you know, there's some, some big fundraisers, um, some great candidates. We need, I mean, you've conquered beer. You've conquered mm-hmm. rugby league. Correct. Uh, with your feeder club. Uh, you've conquered print media. Yep. When are you going to get a seat at the table? Well, the thing is with politics and, and media, you can do a lot more and, and you have a lot more of a say by not involving yourself in the political process. It's more about... I guess, uh, influence. And if we wanted to get involved and go to Canberra, we'd just do it as journalists and tell people what to think. And, you know, as we've always said, we want to get the newspaper to a point where we get to decide who wins wars. (laughs) Yeah. Is that a mission statement? (laughs) I don't know. I don't, you know, if you become one of them, then you become everything that you hate. I mean, Mm. I think I would much rather charter a helicopter go to Parliament House and jump out of it and try and land in the courtyard in front of some politicians so at least they have that in their memory (laughs) forever of me hitting the concrete at terminal velocity right in front of them. Absolutely, make them and, feel and alive. And then I'll say, I'll take that as a comment and yeah. move on to the next, yeah. the next press conference. That's <laughs> a, that's what the it. hell was that? Yeah. Oh, it was just a newspaper journalist. That's fine. <laughs> or alternatively, you could just raise $5 no. million dollars and give it to a lobbyist and then he'll go to yep. Barnaby Joyce's office and tell him what to do. The absolute. Yeah. 
Or you you'd buy a little bit of water. Two million dollars mm. with water and sell it for eighty million. That's pretty good profit on. That's that's the Bitcoin that's of of, uh, of the top, of the Riverina right there. It's quite the cream. <laughs> Tell you what, you could aim for the New South Wales upper house because no one knows what they look like or what they do. They do fucking nothing. Mm. And is that where Latham paid, is? Where's he? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Latham. He's in the New South uh. Wales upper house. He's on more than a federal one, and they sit in this fucking tiny red room and yell at each other for 20 minutes a week. Then they go and play golf or something, you know. Is Fred Nile still there? That mad Christian? Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> I think he's in his last term, but he is blowing a fuckload of blue smoke. Yeah. There is fuck all going on yeah. between his ears anymore. Mark Latham should be remembered as the man that brought down Gladys, by the way. Like, people forget that. ICAC, ICAC. It was like she'd put it to bed about with the bad boyfriend narrative and everyone kind of copped that. And kind of the news cycle moved on. We're back into the pandemic. And then Latham got up with parliamentary privilege and said, someone told me that <laughs> Daryl Maguire had a key to Gladys's place, which means he was more than a professional fucking associate. And yeah. it was just exploded. Did, it brought it up again. Is that what, is that oh, what he said? Did he yeah. say Under that privilege, had yeah. a, yeah. uh, a key to, to yeah. Gladys's place? Yeah, that was yeah. Latham. Yeah. Parliamentary privilege. Again, <laughs> well, the one thing why I ran for parliament, just yeah. to get my hands on a little bit. There's a little morsel of that par- parliamentary privilege. What even is parliamentary p- privilege? Because I saw that was one of John Barilaro's defences yeah. against friendly Geordies. What, what, what is parliamentary privilege? It's basically a place where you can say whatever you want. It doesn't have to be true and <laughs> you can't be sued for it. It's yeah. like you, you can't be held, <laughs> held liable for what you say in parliament unless it's something with a legal recourse or something like you could just hop up in parliament and say what Darren Hinch did and, and just goes, <clears throat> all right. The following people are pedophiles. And then just as he was about to do that, he was like, I'm not doing that anymore because I've just been threatened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not with legal action, but probably with a high-powered rifle. I'm not going to say this anymore. It's really up to ABC24 to quickly change. Uh, we're just going to interrupt that now to go to uh, the yeah. uh, a, the chief minister of fucking yeah. Canberra has something to announce yeah, about a light rail, of, so let's uh, go there. Supermarket <laughs> in Wannan. <laughs> oh, man. What inspired you guys to get the gang back together, Bad Boys for Life? We really enjoy talking rubbish together. Yeah. We have fun hanging out, and yeah, we found podcasting being a really great way to mm. do that and we think you know netflix stan paramount plus yep. uh, now have taken over your channel nines and your channel sevens it's only mm-hmm. a matter of time until people go wait i don't have to get up at 6 a.m to listen to fitzy and whipper i can yeah. put on matt and alex <laughs> at a time convenient to me yeah and so yeah that's how we sort of started the discussions around it yeah i would what? say money yeah money's <laughs> but, yeah. but the thing is the thing is, I was thinking money the whole time and then Daiso, I remember we had a phone call and I was kind of like, you know, is it worth doing it, blah, blah, blah. And then and I was like, why would you want to do it? And Daiso said, well, because I think that we will have a lot of fun. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. yeah, of course. And then I was yeah. like, of course, I'll actually enjoy myself. Yeah, let's do it. Um, and I have. It's been like the best. It has literally been the best thing to come out of the last uh, 18 months. Yeah. For, you know, because we did it before. We we'd said we were going to do it before the pandemic. 
Yeah. And then the you know everything hit, and I thought it was going to go away, but it actually just turned into an even better opportunity. Although the anecdotes suffered, boys. I don't know if you felt the same in lockdown. There's only yeah. so much talk about. Oh, isn't it weird when you're washing the dishes and this happens? Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, do you guys keep your cutlery in this order or do you go yeah. fork, spoon, knife? Or do you go that? Hey, like, we yeah. didn't this. Oh, I was in Thailand last week. So hard about it. You were like, yeah, this has been talked about. I was like, well, I find it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a skateboard the other day. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, we, I, we knew we were in a different ball game because back in Triple J days, we weren't allowed to accept anything. Yeah, right. Right. But, um, you know, we're not like your, your fancy pol- politicians getting uh, secret cuts and, you know, yeah, bottles of Grange, and, yeah. Yeah, Grange and stuff. We, we you, had Barry. to say no to everything. Yeah. And, Although, um, but-, but then in our first week of podcast, I mentioned how much I've started liking hummus. Next minute, uh, yeah. 12 cases of hummus turn up. I'm like, <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah. Hummus so, for weeks. Let's see how much I like this. Is there an ICAC at the ABC, though? I'm, I'm, I mean, like, surely you would have been able to find a way. Well, we talked about recently sort of- on the podcast, got an email, this is a long time ago, like 18 months ago, saying we're investigating whether people at the ABC have been underpaid. And they've got they've come the independent auditor to come in, yeah. which All of us. they're probably paying more than they would have paid the staff. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, yeah. So they're coming in. They're like, we're checking, we're checking. Months go by. Just an update. We haven't figured it out yet. We'll be in touch soon. Keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Finally, get the letter. Scroll down. We have a decision. Open the PDF. Enter your password, and you will unlock this decision. <laughs> I feel like I'm on deal or no deal, and they're about to pull the suitcase down to check if uh, Daiso working there for 13 years of the Triple J has been underpaid. Come up, you have not been underpaid. And I'm like, oh, oh damn it, unbelievable. <laughs> but oh, kind, different story. Sixty though. How much? Nine bucks sixty. Oh, okay. So, and they rounded up to ten. Yeah. So uh, that's some sweet taxpayers roundup. Thank you very much. You can trip yourself to uh, Nine bucks sixty. Did you? I just going down to Long Bay for that. I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Did you get free tickets and shit? Surely that's got to come with. Yeah, being well, that, on that's, part of, that's part of. That's part of. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not really anything. Like, like I mean, we'll Dyson got Dyson got offered to get flown to New York, and he, he couldn't go. Yeah, right. Yeah, they wanted us to go to New York one time to interview Hugh Jackman um, yeah. on the streets of New York, and so they were going to fly me and um, my co-host at the time, Tom Ballard, over. But we didn't know about it, and they just told us months later that that was on the table. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is quite a... There's too much integrity going on around here. Thank you very much. i tell you what, yeah. you do get invited to sweet, like, booths in, you know, at gigs. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, So when right. you do go, you're not just like... Sometimes they'll invite you to, like, the nice booth. Yeah, so it's like, hey, Matt, thank you for coming to this client liaison gig. Do you want to go over there and get as fucked as possible or do you want to stay here? <laughs> go in the nice uh, fancy booth. Yeah. I there's only also- vomit on suede. None of this linoleum <laughs> crap that the punters are going. But yeah, I remember sitting at a table one time with the Triple J crew and one of the dudes from the record labels is like, oh, I'll buy you a round of drinks. And the, the boss is like, no, sorry, I can't do that. Oh, like, really? Yeah, it's like, but they, won't it's- even, they don't even buy you milk for your coffee in the morning. You know what I mean? Like you literally have to bring... Everyone brings their own little carton of milk with their name on it. And people draw lines as to where the milk's at so that other people don't bring their milk. And I can tell you, the Triple J fridge, I mean, you can only imagine, boys, you've got the almond, you've got the oat, you've got the rice milk, you've got the, you know, every variety you could ask for. So that means if you don't want anyone to touch your milk, then get full fat 
cheap milk. <laughs> that was my trick. The trick for Jay Fred. Full, full strength. <laughs> oh, no one's touched my milk. I wonder why. Oh. We we did a story um, years ago about the Triple J Soundy who had to go into the toilets to watch the um, Melbourne Cup alone. <laughs> In, in, yeah, the, in, in, the, in the bathroom cubicle and uh, then we went in to do an interview you know a bit later with um, with the girls who, who ended up you know on breakfast and they um, they said as a joke they brought that guy in that archetype existed and they brought him in and it was like he thought you'd written this about him because he had to do that because he <laughs> around yeah, his, but that was he yeah 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 big long hair yeah. big long hair and he goes man it's so funny you got it in one everyone around here saying nup to the cup I'm in the bathroom he's like, I'm loading up bets on fucking on whatever app and then I'm going straight through to watch it live <laughs> uh, the place changed I guess you guys really did start that woke thing uh, you know like a lot of the kind of cancel culture I guess we could put down to you guys which was pretty cool kind of legacy to leave in the Australian media yeah because right? it was, it was about time because me and um, hell are you talking about me and me and <laughs> Tom Ballard got, we got more cancelled than, than that's anyone. it because me and Tom Ballard we took over from Marie Hardy who is a known you know softie <laughs> known who just lets everything fly um, person who is hates the political correctness society that we're in um, the, and the cancel culture and you know she goes to writers festivals just to abuse everyone and tell them how yeah, like, yeah. you know you can't, you can't, you can't, can't say, say anything, anything now, anymore <laughs> and so yeah so uh, we when no, me I'll and Ballard had to come in we had to tighten up the ship and then for tr- <laughs> but the truth is Triple J taught me a lot about that more than mm. like I got yeah. changed a lot by that whole thing. I remember what I was doing. We were doing a. You stopped doing your Rodney Rood skits. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, the accents were the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Actually, you should have seen it. My, my, my cab driver on the way in here this morning, he was all like, <laughs> let's, let's end it there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after constantly having to dump dump Matt's impressions are coming through. <laughs> no, but I remember I remember getting a saying, and this was just one of the, this was the first time it happened for me where I was like, oh, I've got to be, I've got to understand what I'm actually saying, because um, I was talking about on this day, you know, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, on this day, and I was looking, I was literally just reading off a website, and the website said, on this day, Ellen admits to being gay, right? And so I just said what the website said. <laughs> And then afterwards, I got all these messages being like, hey, what you've said there is completely wrong and really inappropriate because you, she, you, you she don't admitted admit. It. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't admit something like that. And I was like, uh, you, you oh. got me. In a room I, I, with I, a single I, light globe <laughs> swinging above her, she finally. I had just the water run. dripping onto the towel over her face. Yeah. Someone, someone's just holding me. a lamp in her face. Yeah. I, just, <laughs> like a, I, I had not even thought about what like. I was saying. Yeah. You, you know? could have said, you said on this day, Ellen DeGeneres finally concedes to being gay. (laughs) (laughs) It was a big wake-up call. And the amount of feedback, and the amount of feedback that I realised, the the diversity that people were listening, I was like, oh, man, I'm not just in a club anymore, like on stage in some little club. Yeah, for sure. I've got to think about every word and what it means to everyone. So it changed me. On the other side of things, I remember being on the weekends or the overnight, like the real graveyard shift kind of thing, which is in a beast into itself on Triple J. I mean, I said lunches were the, the, (laughs) you know, the try to true listeners you listen to triple j at three in the morning you are oh, yeah. some of the elite i remember we got a call from this guy called forbesy we were like what's going on forbesy he's like i just got 
pulled over out of Mudgee. I'm in the jail cell. This is my one phone call. I thought I'd call Triple J to say, tell everyone to come bail me out. So we're like, oh, sorry, mate, but I was I was on one of those. Someone go we get Forbesy. It was, you know. A, few more years after uh, George Bush decided to go into Iraq and get rid of those weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, and I yeah. said the phrase on air, something about oh, George Bush getting into an illegal war. And I got pulled up because ABC got some complaints going. Yeah, you right. Can't be, you can't be saying that as a, you know, impartial yeah, observer. For you sure. know, as, as many UN conventions that, you know, could be circumvented or, you know, <laughs> yeah. the wording of which have, you know, be damned. That's not something you can say on the ABC. So, yeah, you do get used to um, asking questions uh, a fair bit better rather than giving your own opinions on stuff. Now, you guys worked in different pairs, I guess, throughout your career. When you both disbanded as hosts, was it you both of you left? Was that the case? Yeah. Yeah. So, Alex, you worked with Tom Ballard yep. before. Was there a time, because we've spoken to Hamish and Andy before, uh, we've spoken to Hamish Blake on the podcast before, and he kind of tells a funny story of when the drums were ringing, everyone had figured out they had a chemistry that worked, and ABC came for them, for Triple J. I remember listening to that episode yeah. where you yeah. interviewed them, and yeah, they, was- someone gave them the advice, like, well, if you don't go Fox, otherwise you'll never get on Triple J. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, they, and Triple J were like, you've made the wrong decision. They're like, no, no, we've just signed with uh, Osteria. And they're like, <laughs> you've signed... Uh, You've the wrong signed contract. A deal with the devil. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. but they're like you'll but be they're hosting lunchtime on yeah. coughs. You know, breakfast you might. You may have to go to their studios in Parramatta. Yeah. Do you want that? Yeah, it's like you've, you've signed the wrong deal. You signed. The ABC were telling them, no, no, you've got to unsign that and come with us. And they're like, no, nah, but we've already signed it, and we kind of feels good. Mm. And they're paying us more. And then, yeah. but they're like, paying us a million dollars this year. But then you see it with, <laughs> and I'm 22, <laughs> and I'm allowed to take any gift yeah. I get given. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the right contract. Yeah. And I get to go to the bird cage at the right at yeah. the Melbourne Cup, and everyone that I work with watches the Melbourne Cup. <laughs> but in the same breath, you know, you saw American Rosso bounce between the public broadcaster and the commercial. Did you ever get a knock on the door as, as you guys as a chemistry, like a, as a duo with chemistry? To get knocked on the, a knock on the door from the, uh, from the other Commercial stations. networks. Yeah. Or the, yeah. No, I got approached about a couple of times as solo before. Well, this would have been mm. before I joined Triple J. Yeah, right. Um, but that was for things like just hitting me up for like, yeah, regional or Perth or something, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We yeah. never got, Man. we never got tried to get poached. Yeah. It was quite, it's quite funny as well because I remember like thinking about oh it's interesting that i genuinely think that they're outside of you know triple j they really don't care about what goes on at, at yeah. triple j at all like yeah. um, you can feel it in the building with the amount of people who listen whether you're broadcasting on the hot- hottest 100 or you know the triple j facebook something blows up or just seeing people in the shops who come and say g'day yeah. and you know whatever like what's your favorite just asking what's your favorite like a version out of nowhere yeah. or whatever but outside of it yeah i don't think they really understand how big it is as a um as an organisation, as a, and a yeah. cultural touch point. Like, I remember one survey when we were, I think it was our second year of breakfast, Triple J as a station was the second most listened to station in the whole of Sydney. Like yeah, we were, sure. And we were point three behind Kiss FM and Kylie Jackio yeah. as a station. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah that, that just never really registered with anyone. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's quite surprising how they Those are underestimate yeah. people outside yeah. of the bubble. Yeah, for sure. Um, Just imagine if they had ads. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but also, it, it, it was great, I have to say, in the end, 
to see Ben and Liam get one away like that. You know what I mean? To see those boys go back to their hometown as kings yeah. with an afternoon and show. And they're so good. <laughs> and yeah. the content that they come up with, like that's, yeah. that's the beauty of having young mm. radio hosts uh, or even young people in any work is that they yeah. will work so much harder than everyone else for not as much money, <laughs> you know, yeah. whether it's yeah. us at Triple J yeah. or Ben and Liam who then go back to, to Nova still, you know, in their early to mid-20s yeah, now yeah. and they broadcast a show hanging from a billboard or run a marathon yeah. or they kayak yeah. to Kangaroo Island or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's like a couple of these people, you know, who could sit around and have their breakfast radio show jobs for so long would, yeah. you know, never do and, those and kind of still, stunts. And, they were yeah, so radio. Get so much I mean, more we, money. <laughs> we met them at Splendour. They were so radio. We went to the Splendour in the Grass as a, as a media capacity. They just gave us a tent, which we left Eskies in. Did you get the media uh, we, pass or the AAA? What did they Yeah, we got, we got a AAA. Oh, we were all there action. we go. And, there it is. And we were playing up out the back. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like every other, like, Triple J had a giant tent with fucking desks and carpet and all this yeah. shit. And, like, we had nothing. All these people, like, hired plants. Two plastic no, yeah. Did you guys um, just have two plastic chairs? Chairs and a table. And that was it. That'd be a bit more infrastructure than Desert Rock FM, though, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, no. we had yeah. we had the Zoom and a bit of paper with Batuta strapped to the front of the yeah. tent. But we saw Ben and Liam, and I realised how radio they were more so than the We Love Music. Like they were real radio stars because we were standing there having a yarn to them, and the whole all the Ocean Alley crew they'd just come off stage singing Confidence Baby or you know Baby Come Back, like the absolute <laughs> zenith of their career. And they're walking off the main stage and they're walking backstage. They're walking, they're beelining for Ben and Liam. And then Ben leans over to Liam and goes, Who are these guys again? (laughs) 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 The the fact that you don't know who the number one on the Triple J Hottest 100 looks like just shows how good you are at radio because you're talking about them every day. (laughs) Oh, man. I love those guys. I think it's one of those things. I think it's funny that people, um, one of the things, oh, I mean, I remember I, I, felt, I felt like I gave them the wrong intro to the whole world of, of Triple J after because they, they came along. They were about to take over us. I remember they came back to my place one night after our Christmas party and it was just such a big night and it turned real. It was really messy. Me and KLP got into an argument about, you know, stupid stuff and there were tears. And they were just sort of like, I remember Liam just sitting there going like, what? <laughs> What have I gotten into? Like, this Why? is the world that we're in. And, uh, people are yelling in the room. And there's all is that the night Gemma Pike busted a rib walking out as well? Yeah. But anyways, um, I think it's always, I always think it's funny because those guys did so well, especially by the end. And they're, and they're such like, I, I really mm. love those guys. Yeah. And I've, I've genuinely loved every single mm. breakfast crew that mm. have come after us and before us. I've and like, yeah. and it's funny like how it gets more and more difficult. I think Will Anderson... I remember, I think when we first started, told one of us that out on a Friday, he'd listen to the last song of The Breakfast Show driving out of the studios and going home because there's nothing else to do. You don't need to post on socials. You don't need to film anything for Snapchat. You don't need to do this. You're not going down to... It is... People don't get in... They had the phone number... And that was it. And when they voted in the Hottest 100, you had to go down to your local Collins booksellers and type it in the phone (laughs) at the shop (laughs) so you could um, order it. But now there's so many different ways to get in touch with people. Yeah, for sure. You're giving so much of your time to all these different areas and it would become so difficult to keep up with that, particularly when 
yeah, feedback is negative yeah. for no other reason that you are different <laughs> and people don't but like also, it. But also, one of the biggest mistakes I think people make, general, general public who are fans of Triple J, not realizing that you are friends with everyone, mm-hmm. literally <laughs> like all, all the hosts, mm. everyone, and someone will be like, oh, mate, you're so much better than so-and-so. And you're like, they're my friend. Yeah, and you know yeah, that someone on. is going to say the same thing about you to the next yeah. person. You're like, yeah. they're my, yeah. we're all friends. Wait, I don't know is, he, is, he a fuckwit? is he a fuckwit to work with or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. thinking at one point, sort of realizing, because yeah. Triple J Facebook can be one of the most toxic places oh, yeah. around. Who? You know, Sorry, in who? The comments, Kendrick Lamar, who? <laughs> the <laughs> comments under it can be crazy. And the, the weird thing is, is that all of these people have their idea of what Triple J should be and Mm. they're writing these negative comments because they dislike it unbeknownst Mm. to them it's like it was one of the reasons I think that Triple J did have these bad feelings around it was because of these people who wanted it to be good and but their way of doing it was just writing every thought that came into their heads up on the Facebook you're the reasons Triple J is bad at the moment is because it's that (laughs) dreadful vibe around it on the social media it's it's some really not self-aware people a lot of people who are feeling real like don't know how they're feeling about turning 40 and Triple J is to blame for that. No, like, <laughs> yeah, who, like if a, who if a, wrote a that bunch of forty-year-olds were coming up tweet. saying, "Yeah, I love this radio station," you'd like, as a twenty-year-old, you're like, "Well, I don't want to listen to that at all." Forty-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. are really digging the tunes on this station. It's like, well, I'm not going to listen to that. So, yeah, it is a sort of bit of a badge of honor when the um, the oldies are getting annoyed at you in that radio station. Yeah, like there was that tweet a couple of weeks ago you know that <laughs> yeah. was like oh, man that was were you that was upset when you aged out it's like <laughs> yeah, for fuck's sake i mean like i saw so many people like, bite back to that too yeah that, that <laughs> was like, but they all they all just made it about themselves yeah you yeah. know it's like it's like this isn't about triple j it's about me yeah yeah for context of the listeners the social media team at Triple J went rogue for this for the listeners and uh, they went rogue and they tweeted it was a meme template that perhaps not everyone was across but the they knew exactly what they were doing yeah the the, the, the tweet said did it hurt when you got too old when you aged out of the nation's youth Right oh now. yeah, when you age yeah. out of the nation's youth broadcaster, and it, yeah, let's just say there are a lot of angry rockabillies that day. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It, it brought up it brought up a lot of conversation about women in music as well, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is a completely valid conversation to be having. But it was, yeah. it's interesting that that particular tweet then set off a side chain, yeah. and mm. to suddenly, if you discount the tweet as a joke, meant somehow that you were also discounting this completely separate problem, which is yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't comment and say, guys, that tweet was just a joke and it was stupid yeah. because then people were getting really offended about the side problem. Well, once people are outraged, you've got to throw nuance out the window. It's, uh, yeah. you just got to ride the storm. <laughs> no, but like all these people that were going on, like, oh, you know, this is ageist. This is a big issue with ageism in, in general. But like we as a nation have just spent half a trillion dollars locking everything down for two years to protect people over 50 from (laughs) a very powerful flu i mean so so at the very least they can cop a little bit of joke like like for fuck's sake i mean 
We've spent so much fucking money, like yeah. like generation upon generation are, yeah. are going to be lumped with this debt just because baby boomers wanted to have an extra ten and twenty years on earth. <laughs> right, do you know? Do you know? The, everyone who responded negatively, like the old people who got angry at that, all of them literally said the same thing. They're like, "That's why I don't listen to this terrible station." And like, yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah. And look, you don't want to listen. Fine. That's I'm why like, I listen to Alan Jones. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> says it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. We don't expect you it's to not listen. Your fault, Graham. Shut up. We don't don't fuck with me, man. We don't it's expect you fault. to listen to the youth broadcaster. We don't expect you to just as much as you don't expect a twenty-year-old to live in an aged care home. It's like there's different yeah. courses for different horses, and you're blowing a bit of smoke. So maybe you're not going to like this song by the Kid Leroy. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there is so much nuance on those things because there's such a valid conversation where you know Triple J could continue playing your Kanye's as a forty-year-old man, but your Sarah Blasco's sort of move over to a double J kind of yeah, thing. For Sure. Like what's yeah. going on there But there's also like a tweet like that Is like it's the history of Triple J Like when you <laughs> play Express Yourself by Public Enemy Because they came in and yeah. banned F the Police It's doing things that you know yeah, people yeah. don't like And they're the things that Disrupts. you hold up But there's also like it's interesting working there Because you do when Merrick and Rosso There's a button in the studio that says do not touch And they're like I wonder if we touch this And they did The studio goes dark Except the mic was left on And you can just hear them panicking The producer comes in And is like What the F was that Like what are you doing What are you doing They're the things that you play But then when you're working there It's also It's like Well actually no We can't do this And there there are rules around it But then when you break them that They're the memorable times It's yeah Yeah, It's a a really interesting Who did it Who tweeted Do you know who did it who did the tweet? Oh, I don't yeah. know who's running the Twitter at the moment. I'm not sure if it's Angus. If we could uh, get, <laughs> no, get it, it was Richard Angus Kingsmill. or if he's left. Kingsmill. Yeah, it must have been. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. just, just the most ironic tweet of all time. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> he definitely read that article that Errol wrote about how he scraped the bong residue out of the June rats billy for stem cell research to remain young Uh, (laughs) the the most offensive part of it the most offensive part of it was that you said that he was a rabbit eyes fan (laughs) well it's been a great yarn today boys we've actually got to get back in and start writing about this new NRL franchise yeah Um, you don't want to be who's going to be putting up the articles when breaking news like this happens you've got to get straight on the gram can we workshop some titles now What what are you thinking boys Anything about the return of the king, you know, that kind yeah, of... Yeah. Earlier this morning, we just said, we said that, you know, Peter Vlandis, the ARL commissioner, had to explain what Redcliffe was to New South Wales. So he said, yeah. he basically said, it's Queensland's Cronulla, but less white. <laughs> no. What about the... Um, who's the coach of the Broncos at the moment? Can we... Um, Kebby, Kebby. Can we get Kebby. them, you know, in Japan at the Cove, trying to take out the, um, take out the Dolphins <laughs> saw, for a year? I saw Kebby last time I was in town at a uh, fish and chip shop in on Park Road. He, was ordering, oh, yeah. he ordered the calamari and chips. I'll tell you that much, okay? <laughs> yeah. That's that's Big some high roller shit. In Kevy's pack, that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that'll that'll get him out to Dolphin Stadium. A big old six pack of the crumbed ring. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. Oh, yeah, well, top Harpoon one. Harry. Oh, is it uh, Harry's Harry's Diner up there in Caxton? Yeah, yeah. Harry's fast food. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, guys. I'm glad we. Um, Glad we got to have this yarn and hopefully see you around at the uh, podcast awards. Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll catch you there. We'll, we'll, we'll get you. Uh, we'll get you on ours as well. Hey, all right, beauty. Okay. Yeah, all right. And, awesome. uh, let's do it. Go dolphins. Go dolphins. Go dolphins. Yep. Up up.